Thank you so, so much to our new patrons, Melanie Howard, Sarah Reads 2, Ryan C., Lee Bailey, Hayden, Jennifer Blake, Justin Simpson, and Mitchell Flack. Folks, you are the nougat in our Snickers bars. To support Book Reviews Kill and gain access to exclusive videos, deleted scenes, and full-length episodes, please click on the link in the description for this episode. Hello, and welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, sci-fi, and horror novels. I'm Chad. And I'm Evan. And you are listening to the Monday Morning Minute. And this week in fictional news, the shortlist for the 2022 Arthur C. Clarke Award for Science Fiction has been released. The finalists are Deep Wheel Orcadia by Harry Josephine Giles, Clara and the Sun by Katsuo Ishiguro, A Desolation Called Peace by Arcady Martin, A River Called Time by Cortia Newland, Worgen the Alien Love War by Mercurio de Rivera, and Skyward Inn by Aaliyah Whiteley. Okay, so I'm pretty tapped into the science fiction and fantasy community, and I only know like three of these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was definitely a few names that I never heard of, less of those, but it's also like most of the books I had never heard of. Yeah, um, and I, I thought maybe like, am I out of touch or is it the children who are wrong? But I looked, <laughs> I looked at last, like the last few years of it. I only know like four or five of the ones. Out of okay. Those ones you know what I mean? So I yeah, mean, maybe it's just like their thing. Uh, yeah, maybe they're trying to find authors that aren't super popular and so that people can go read them. And I'm sure the books are cool if they're getting nominated for this award and I mean, now I'm kind of going through this list um, of like their back catalog of different finalists and nominees and winners and stuff. And there's some cool stuff here. I mean, you know, you got like like Children of Time by Adrian Tchaikovsky's in here. A bunch of Becky Chambers is in here. Uh, like Charlie Jane Anders. There's, there's some recognizable names. Looks like Elia Whiteley was in here again. I know who that is. Jeff Vandermeer. So, yeah, there are names. <laughs> that we know <laughs> but yeah i, I kind of looked at that list and i was like should we even read that out are we gonna look like we don't know what we're talking about but i mean there's a lot of books uh, yeah. out there imagine being such a, a well-renowned author you get a an award named after you yeah that would be quite the accomplishment i think you know you've made it like super made it when that happened but before that even i think you know that you've made it when your work gets acronymed <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> like loter or akotar oh, yeah or yeah. any sort of like letters you know got it's like yeah. man that's when you know like we yeah. have time wot yeah like you didn't even make it seo friendly but the world decided to on your behalf i had never really thought about that but that is kind of a mark <laughs> of accomplishment is oh yeah the acronym claire and the sun is sitting on my shelf um katsuo ishiguro is a nobel prize winning author so i feel like i should probably read some stuff <laughs> that that he's written uh, we, we are gonna read the texacallan duology on the podcast right after the dark tower and before the expanse we're reading those two books um by arcady martin i think the first one is called a memory called empire but i just love a duology me too i'm a big big fan of the duologies it's like a nice sci-fi space opera appetizer before we get to the expanse yeah and like man you gotta have a space opera and one one a year is good enough i feel like but you gotta have one i mean we're doing two but i mean the expanse to be fair we're we're gonna get to the expanse but it's happened in in like december at the earliest yeah <laughs> we thought we were gonna start it in like remember when we thought we were gonna start the dark tower in like august yeah it was a little uh <laughs> we're trying it was a little aggressive though what did we 
we re- we're on like 112 episodes now right, since yeah, December yeah. 15th. That's when we released our first one. So I, don't know, I feel like I was doing pretty good. We're doing fine. Yeah, I'm not unhappy with our progress. Uh, we just still have a lot to read. I was doing a live on TikTok the other night and people were asking me about all these series and I I was like, oh, we're going to read that on the podcast. Oh yeah, I've heard of that. We're definitely going to read that on the podcast. <laughs> Reading that one too. I, I really mean it too. Like I'm not just trying to, I'm not trying to like shut people up or anything. It's just, we are going to read Faithful and the Fallen and we are going to read Night mm-hmm. Angel. You know, um, we are going to read The Inheritance Cycle and we are going to read Shadow and Bone. And <laughs> I mean, there's so many different, <laughs> I keep rattling off things that we're going to read, but we are going to get to those things. We just, um, we have to read The Dark Tower and we have to read The Expanse. There's just yeah. really, there's no excuse. My hands are tied. And it's pretty apropos uh, if we do it kind of like right at the end of this year because the seventh season will be airing November 20th of this year. So right when it's going on, we'll be like expansing and I'm pretty stoked about that. That's going to be cool. Should we watch the show at the same time or is that too much? I was just going to ask you. I think we should wait till it's done and then do a a marathon where we release it. Maybe we'll do like an episode every like three hours, you know? So we'll like release like one about the first half, one about the... I don't know. I don't know either. I don't... I don't... That's that's so much. I, I feel like it'd be better if we did the Expanse books and then did a whole different show. Yeah, well, we should still watch the show and just do one episode about our thoughts about it compared to the book. Oh, yeah, that's not just a bad one. idea at yeah. all. Yeah, for sure. Um, I really do like doing TV shows on here now, though. Now that we've got experience with House of the Dragon and the Rings of Power, I'm into it now. Me too. What should we do next? I don't know. There's like so many good shows out there, but none that I... Oh, there's another... Um game of thrones one coming out about Jon snow and i know you know he's not your fave i mean you know what's funny is i was not really excited about house of the dragon and i didn't think they'd be able to pull it off but they did so yeah. maybe the new Jon snow show will be i can't even get through that sentence i don't think that that's <laughs> i don't think that's gonna be good it's at all. just gonna it's be fine. called snow it's gonna be great snow. it's gonna be fine i hope it's kind of like a laser focus like not world stakes just like one guy in the north trying to survive and like wargs killing him and all sorts of good stuff That'd be fun. A snowy <laughs> romp, you know? I love your optimism. Okay, here's a, here's a little bit of trivia. Can you tell me which uh, author has won the Arthur C. Clarke Award the most times? Three times. I know you've read one of his books, at least one, this year. That's a lot of... Is it Adrian Tchaikovsky? Uh, no, it is not. Oh, okay. Uh, that's a lot of clues, and I still... I guess I, I might not... Uh, Andy Weir? Eh, it was like two. No. Uh, I don't know. He has a country in his name. <laughs> his last name is a country uh now i'm on the spot i don't know who is it <laughs> <laughs> it is uh china mayville oh cool yeah yeah that makes sense. he did like you read perdido street station yeah, just a little yeah. while back right yeah it's an awesome book yeah well, I, really I read is. it like years ago um it's kind of due for a reread actually oh, i thought you read it just a little while ago no the most recent china mayville book i read was pro- i think maybe unlondon um, I haven't read any of his stuff in a while. I just bought oh, Iron Council. Well, then I misread, uh, led you with my read it this year. For some reason, I had in my brain that you read pretty, you know, whatever. No, I just talk about that book all the time. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, what have you been uh, reading this week? Okay, so I, I had kind of a weird reading week. I Okay, so I thought, you know, it's September. No, it's it going into October. So I was getting my spooky pants on. It's time to shift over into fall. Shift over. over. I thought that's what I wanted to do, and I still kind of want to do it. But um, man, I uh, I kind of hit that mark and then just kept sprinting past it. Uh, (laughs) So I finished the Twisted Ones by T. Kingfisher, which turned out to be a genre that I'm just going to call portal horror. It was 
cool. It was very, very good. Um, like a lot of people said that they didn't like the ending, but I thought it was really well done. Uh, if it was, it was, it felt a little rushed, maybe. Hmm. Um, but I feel like a lot of horror novels have kind of a rushed ending. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's up with that. I definitely want to read more of Kingfisher's stuff. I liked it quite a bit. It could it put me in a weird mood because I was just I was up really late reading it, but I didn't really like. I liked T. Kingfisher's ideas a lot. The pacing was really good. Cool characters. I don't really like her voice very much. Um, like her prose. It's very like, yeah, I'm totally like that. It's like someone is like texting me sometimes. You know what I mean? Okay. Like just the, yep, yep. And I know what she's doing and I, I think it works. Uh there's like a good just juxtaposition with like this person's mindset and then like how serious the situation is. You know when right. you're like so scared you're kinda laughing? Um, oh yeah. I think that's what she was going for and it was it was working, but it wasn't it was kind of missing for me sometimes while I was reading it. Was it making you laugh or were you laughing or were you just kind of sighing at their laughter? The character's Yeah, I was kind of, uh, yeah, it was, you know how that is though. Sometimes yeah. um, the voice is just a little bit too casual, but I think she was going for something with it. And I think that just for me personally, it didn't hit. Um, hmm. But yeah, definitely. I want to read like the hollow places and um, nettle and bone. Uh, I also, <laughs> okay, um, I've read and finished uh, this book called Cows by Matthew Stokoe. Cows, which, huh? Oh, my God. Okay, so I talked about it a little bit on TikTok. I, I guess I just wanted to see, I know that there's this whole other section of horror called like splatterpunk or like extreme horror. So there's like regular horror, I guess there's like all those different the, the subgenres, horror, yeah, and then no. there's like all the way over. Yeah, is there like mediocre? Like I don't know. I don't like I, warm, <laughs> tepid horror. I mean, there's yeah, definitely stuff. I've, I've read some of that, but um. Anyway, I guess I just kind of wanted to see how gruesome and disgusting a book could actually get, mm. and well, I got an answer. Um, I, I'm glad I kind of pushed my own boundaries with it, but I think I'm good on the extreme horror genre for a little while. It's yeah. about a guy who starts working in a, a meat processing plant, like uh, like a cow slaughterhouse. Kind of like Tender is the Flesh by Augustina Besterica, but just like on the worst acid ever. Ugh. Yeah, it was very, very bad vibes. But I think there was something in there. I think there, were, there was a message in there. There was like a point to the book. So that kind of helped me along through it. And the writing was really good, actually. Like very, very good. It seemed to be about like feeling powerless and out of place in the world, like that kind of like mm -hmm. endless loop of comparing your happiness to the like the manufactured version of happiness that you see in media. And uh, those are deep subjects. And I was happy to read about them. But uh, that message was just delivered in the most horrible possible way. And so <laughs> I don't know, it's just it's not really for me, but I, I definitely wouldn't judge anyone else for reading that genre. It's kind of like watching body horror movies or whatever like there's something about it that speaks to people on a certain level but i think i'll just stick with my like anya alborn and stephen king is i don't mind it being gruesome but this was i it's it's funny me talking about it makes people wonder well what oh yeah what it's going and it's like i'm not trying I'm to over do here that wondering, but i no, yeah but just don't like it's just <laughs> like a, it's it's impossible for me to talk about it without making people interested in it and the right the it's like the don't I think say, about elephants yeah sort of exactly thing. it's like the more i say how terrible it is people are like come on it can't be that bad yes it is that bad like just right. trust me <laughs> it literally is so maybe that to a certain degree or another it won't be as bad for you as it was for me but it'll still you'll still be all the way over on my side of the field mm -hmm. in that opinion. there's no way you could read this and be like 
Uh, what is Evan talking about? That's so tame. <laughs> I know in my TikTok that I made about it, I was just waiting for somebody to be like, you think that's bad? You got to check out. And it's just like, we yeah, like, no, day. don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, I've definitely read a few books that I kind of did the same thing going into it being like, okay, like this person said it was really gross. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, that wasn't just gross. That like straight up like ruined my night. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And then I'm also keeping the weird going. Uh, I'm reading La Vona by Otessa Mosfeg. I've never even heard of that. Uh, Otessa Moshfeg wrote um, My Year of Rest and Relaxation, which was a huge, mm-hmm. like really, really popular book. I haven't read that, but I've heard it's really great. Uh, Lapvona seems to be kind of this twisted, like pre-industrial village. Um, I've only like 100 pages into it, and it's kind of giving me like, it's not the same plot as The Witch, but it's kind of like that same, I'm getting that same imagery. It's very lyrical. Prose is very rhythmic and like um, snappy and really it carries on like very well. I don't really know. I didn't look at what it was about because sometimes I just do that with books. Is Oh, it's like I'll my just, favorite. Yeah, I just kind of go in. So I'm like I'm like 85 pages into it right now and I couldn't really tell you exactly what it's about. But it's very weird. And, like in a good way? Yeah. I'm definitely going to finish it quickly. I can already feel it. Like I, I sat down and read 85 pages in like one sitting because I just couldn't stop reading it so yeah, yeah but really i mean good. that's like 50 minutes for you you know uh no i read like a page a minute yeah i know yeah it's exaggerating a little but still uh okay so i'm still talking about everything going on with me apparently so i've got another one here uh, <laughs> oh nice i know hit me, hit me. Uh, i was reading a lot this week uh i finished uh dark force rising the second book in the thrawn trilogy so i'm on the last book in the thrawn trilogy right now the last command dark force rising was really good it wasn't as good as heir to the empire yep it's it is good but it's it was like there was a lot more traveling it was a lot Mm -hmm. more just like okay now we got to go over here okay right oh traveling talking about stuff yeah and it's like well we thought we were going to go over here but actually we're just throwing them off of our trail we're actually going over here to talk to people and it's like i can't even keep up with where everybody's at right now um but there are some really really good battle sequences in it Timothy Zahn is really good at, you know, everyone will be in like a cantina or something and they're all just like sitting there like, oh, well, whatever's best for you is probably best for the new alliance and stuff. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like all hell breaks loose and everybody's shooting and stuff. And I'm listening to it on audiobook. And Chad, the audiobook version of the Thrawn trilogy, if you're out there listening right now and you need a good audiobook to listen to, go get the Thrawn trilogy on audiobook. Who's the reader? I don't know his name, but they, they do all the sound effects. It's like graphic audio. Oh really? And it's so cool. It's so and, I and need they've to got all re- the listen to one of those. They've got all the the rights to all the music, so it'll just be like like Luke at the end of a chapter. Where we'll just you know he'll he'll like walk outside and go look at the sun or something, and it'll be like and it's just it's so perfect. And then like all like Leia and Han's theme and blaster fire and lightsabers going off and just like like oh. just even the um the ambience of being on like a star destroyer or something and it's just like and then like little beeps and stuff it's perfect so one yeah. of those little robots goes by yeah the little, the little truck thing <laughs> yeah you know? the, like square ones yeah that look like a tiny version of the uh ewoks yeah like oh, huge no, the, thing you know or not the ewoks the Ooh, yeah i can't remember what those things are called the um it doesn't matter it doesn't matter. Uh, Mark Thompson is the person who read that audiobook, just so everyone knows job. he's killing it, apparently. Yeah, um, and then also reading uh, Empire of Gold. Almost finished with it. We'll be doing our recap for that this week. Uh, I feel like Dave Abad is definitely going to leave a, a hole in my heart, and I didn't think it was going to when we first started it, and I'm kind of attached to a couple of these people. Yeah, 
I am too, but I will say that I'm going to be, it's, it's long. It's pretty long. And like, there's a lot, however, now that I've gotten through the like learning phase of all, who everybody is and what's going on and stuff, it's like, I want all this work and now I want more story in that. So I can just kind of breezy, breeze it on through it, you know? So that will be kind of sad. Yeah. I feel like she set so much up in the world that it took us a while to get to where we, we are now, which is like super comfortable with everything. And now that we're super comfortable, it's about to end. Yeah, I really like the setting, though. Desert fantasy. Win-win. Yeah. Uh, but that's about it. I mean, I watched... Um... It's about it. <laughs> it's like four <laughs> books. <laughs> Wait, books. we wanted to do a long one today. Yeah, we did. I watched uh, Thor Ragnarok. Oh, nice. Still hitting your... Uh... Yeah, I'm sticking with Marvel. It's not that hard. Nice. <laughs> you know, just no, sit down really and not. let it happen. <laughs> it's like eating a pudding cup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It's uh, but it takes so long to eat that pudding cup sometimes. yeah thor ragnarok was kind of short um but yeah like the color palette on it like everything's all magenta and light blue and just it's, it's just it's like beaming top in your 40s face. this isn't a super big spoiler but i think everybody's seen these movies except for me but like hulk pops out in the arena and i was just like holy shit it's hulk oh my god <laughs> i got so excited um uh, hulk and thor's like thing in that movie mm-hmm. hulk doesn't go smart hulk yet does he no he's pretty smart he? yeah he's like I mean, uh, I don't does know he have like a lab his... coat and he's like permanently? <laughs> no, I didn't know that. Happens. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's times because like you know the. <laughs> but he has like of... a giant lab coat on. I think yeah, he just like wears because he'll be it like all the time, in some of the newer ones, and he's just like be in the lab like mixing elixirs and stuff, like talking in his normal voice. But he's in Hulk also mode? yeah, he's in Hulk mode, which like it used to be like his like. Hulk smash! You'd get like angry and then pop out into Hulk, you know. But I guess he's just like, I'm tired of ripping so many t-shirts. You got to get some stuff that fits after a while. Yeah. You know? Um. But yeah, that's everything that I've got going on. Uh, I mean, I've obviously got a bunch of other stuff. But uh, oh, speaking of cool stuff that's happening soon, uh, this Saturday I'll be sitting down with um Easy Cat Jason Headley from TikTok, one of the bigger book talk influencers on that app, and we'll be talking about book talk and books and fantasy and everything. So yeah, look out for an episode with Jason uh, in the next couple of weeks, everybody. And now, cool. now. I can stop, even though I love talking so much. <laughs> I'll find spaces to talk while you're talking. But oh what is, no, what, I found what spaces you... to talk while you were talking. <laughs> what did you do this week, Chad? Oh man, well I gave you a hard time for reading so much, but like I guess looking at my list, I am like reading also five books. But I mean, we are running a book podcast after all, so yeah. uh, so the Empire of Gold. Already talked about that, but reading it, stoked to talk about more. Talk about it more uh, later this week. And then I finished up the last Akatar, and I started in a Court of Frost and Starlight. Oh, you're already going right into the novella. Yeah, I just jumped. Oh, but wow. I didn't jump very far because I was like, I should stop because I don't want to get ahead of myself and learn things. I like to be fresh, so I only like I barely dipped my toes in, and I was like, Ehh. and then my palette reader here. Okay, before I go on what should i be going into frost and starlight with what what do you think because like you know bring it just bring a bottle of wine and and hang out with your friends that's what that book is all about okay there's a a little drama but it's mostly it's mostly a good time i think a lot of people think that that book can lift right out of the series but i love it it's a it's just a whole vibe check novella okay i kind of need a vibe check uh, novella out of the story now because wings of ruin was (laughs) <laughs> okay, we're I, I want to talk about it right now because 
I can't help myself, and I don't want to wait until we record the episode for Echo War. But my favorite part of A Court of Wings and Ruin is when there's like this giant battle raging, and then it kind of snaps to how everybody's feeling. They're all like standing around, there's like ash falling from the sky, and there's just fighting going on everywhere, and everyone's like bleeding and dying and stuff. Feyre felt like this, and Resand felt like this, and Morg felt like this. And then it like pans over to Elaine, and she's just like throwing up. <laughs> <laughs> Like, this is so fucking over the top. <laughs> I like, I seriously cried until I was, I was, I laughed until I was crying, like at work. Uh, I was oh sitting at work. The person I was working with at this like sandwich shop, like last year, was just like, what the hell? I had like my headphones in and I'm just sitting in the corner of this kitchen, just like losing it. Cause the imagery of just, it was such a serious moment. And then it just goes way over the line. <laughs> so Lane's just like on all fours, just like, Bleh. <laughs> Poor Elaine. Poor Elaine. Anyway, Poor Elaine. we're, we're going really to get so much more. The stick. We're going to get so much more into Akawar and the episode, but I just, I couldn't, that was just a little taste. I had to talk to you about that. <laughs> yeah, I taste is the right word, I think, for, uh, <laughs> oh I feel God. like Sarah J. Moss just said, fuck yeah, so many times while writing that book. <laughs> uh, I finished The Viking by... Jay Veloso Batista, and I have one of those left to go in the series, which I'm excited to read. I've been Viking hard, though, so I'm good. I'm I'm looking forward to wrapping them up, though they're really easy, fun reads, and they're really good, and they just keep getting better each time, so I'm excited to, like, end with a bang. Are they in a similar vein to, like, R.A. Salvatore, Dritz books, kind of? No, they're like a Margaret little more... Weiss, like, Dragonlance? Yeah, kind of, I mean, they're they're books about Vikings, but like yeah. also with a bunch of like old Viking lore and mysticism and mythology. They kind of read like, um, have you ever read Genghis Khan, Bones of the Hills, written by Connie Goulden? No, I never read that. It's a historical fiction about Genghis Khan, obviously. Um, he also has a book on uh, book series on Rome that's really good. If you ever want some historical fictions, I definitely recommend those. Those are awesome. Uh, but they're kind of. There's like action and fun and definitely about the characters and they don't get too mired up and like philosophical waxing, you know, they just kind of they're romps like the romps. It's a fun Viking romp story, you know, about a kid growing up and overcoming his magic, which is not accepted by many. So that's really fun. Um, Okay, so I started reading, you know, when you're like going through your bookshelf, you're like, what should I read next? And you always pick up yeah. a book and you start like, well, I don't know what you do, but I usually oh, will pick up a book. Part. Yeah. yeah, I know. It's great. And start reading a page or two. Well, I did that and just kept on going, just kept on going. And the book is the girl and the stars by Mark Lawrence. Do you start at another series? Yeah, well, I just can stop. <laughs> oh my God. We, I've been really good about here? not finishing series lately. So yeah, I'm going to, com- I'm, I'm just not going to even, like reprimand you or anything about it like you do you buddy yeah as long as you're reading the ones that we got to read like yeah dude <laughs> uh okay but just okay this i'm just gonna give you like the first chapter or two yeah. of how it starts yeah. so you get the story through like the eyes of this young woman she's like 17 years old she belongs to like an ice tribe like they live on a big glacier she doesn't even know what a tree is like rocks are like a thing that she's like heard of but never even seen one because it's like all ice all the time and she's on her way to meet what's something that like up until a certain age every four years every one of the youth of these tribes have to go to this guy to see if you have this weakness 
And if you do, which he's the only one that can tell, obviously some sort of magical ability. Uh, and if you do, then you get thrown into the pit. And it's just like this hole in the ice. Nobody knows how far down, but they just assume like it what? kills you. Yeah. And the story starts with her like an hour or two away from reaching this place. Tomorrow is when she's going to You learn about her life and this guy that she kind of likes. She's like, man, but she's also kind of worried because she thinks she has the magic and Whoa. she's showing signs. And Whoa. so she's really worried about it. Well, I don't want to spoil it for him. It gets very cool, very fast. Okay, I'll just say this. Very quickly, you get into an underworld realm of just ice caves. And like that seems to be the setting for the whole, but like a whole realm of ice caves. And it's so cool. Oh, that's the Book of Ice trilogy. Yeah. Book of the Ice trilogy. I Oh, there's only one of those right now. Out? Oh, yeah. perfect. So it looks like I'm right on track. Oh, wow. When did you it come out? You're, you're doing uh, April 21st, 2020. Okay. Wow. He's a little little. So maybe there's another one. Oh, The Girl in the Mountain is the next one. Um, and that's coming out... Oh, 2021. Okay, so I guess that one's oh, out. Okay. Um, and then The Girl in the Moon. Oh, that just... Oh, that's what that is. Okay, there was so much hype for The Girl in the Moon, and I was like, what the hell is that? And it's the third book in that trilogy. Oh. Which, so I think all three books oh, are Oh, cool. What, when did that one come out? This year, 2022. Man, Mark Lawrence really pumps them out. Jeez. One I don't year. think they're very big, though. Oh, like, okay. they're not. This one's not, anyway. I really want to read um the... Book of the Ancestor, yeah. which is another trilogy by Mark Lawrence. I think you and me should probably read that on the podcast. Ooh, we should. <laughs> In like two years when we actually, I might, I don't know, I might read it by myself. I don't know. I, I have Mark Lawrence, I tried with Prince of Thorns, couldn't get into it. And then everybody kept telling me to read more Mark Lawrence. And, uh, you know, I don't think you can judge an author by like one trilogy if they've got like four yeah. other ones. You know, I think he really got it. Because, like, like, give it, give other stuff a shot. Prince you know? of Thorns was it was well written and it was good. It was just like you kind of get tired of reading about a schmuck for after so many pages. You're like, man, come on, let's have like a redeeming qual, uh, redeeming quality. <laughs> you know, yeah, nah. But uh, I really like the the girl in the stars that I'm reading. It's just like the most unique environment that i've read a fantasy novel like immediately set in right away and it just like hooked me on page two and i just didn't stop that's awesome yeah so i'm really enjoying it and like super intrigued i'm like wanting to go read it right now it's like very good very good um and let's see i think that's it for me uh for this week so only hitting five knocked out two of them though so i'm feeling good about that really excited to talk to you about a court of mist and a court of Wings and Ruin. That's going to be a really fun episode. Hell yeah. Yeah, you're burning through all kinds yeah, of stuff. Yeah, we're having yeah, a good time. Both, yeah. Also, I watched Kit Harrington's show Gunpowder on HBO. Uh, <laughs> it was, was pretty good. It's like a little short story that he did about like the ruler of England decides to kill this like one sect of Christian Catholics. And so he gets like, it's crazy how the, you know, we have like Protestants and then the other one. It's like they used to kill each other like back in the day. Like, wow. Oh, yeah. Nuts, oh, yeah. you know? <laughs> Big yeah, <laughs> man, it was just like pretty brutal. It was pretty brutal, but it was okay. You know, Kit Harrington. It's like he's a great Jon Snow, but he's not some like brilliant actor. Yeah, I watched uh, that movie Pompeii <laughs> for some <laughs> was reason that? like years ago. It was so bad. Uh, it was so dumb. But I mean, I'm just like like Pompeii is very interesting. Yeah. Um, that whole situation, like the volcano. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's what the movie. Okay. Was. No, it was, no, it was Pompeii like like fifty years before <laughs> yeah. the volcano. It was just slice of life Pompeii <laughs> slice movie. Of life. No. 
<laughs> no, like that was what it was about. No, it was. I mean, it was just bad. It was just yeah, eh. yeah. Kit Kit Harrington. I I didn't. I don't know. He kind of plays like the same role always. He's like kind of serious, and he's like trying to be like I'm a big man. But it's like, dude, you really have like a little baby face. Like that's why we kind of all love you. Like <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like he's a pretty guy. Yeah, like Jon Snow. I oh, of course, absolutely. I, I mean. Yeah, he's extremely handsome. I'm not saying that. He's cute. Like, it's just I I picture Jon <laughs> Snow as like he's supposed to look like his dad and then like in the show uh it's like it's whatever, it's just actors but like um in the books Jon and Arya and Ned all kind of look the same mm-hmm. and then um Bran and Rob kind of look like Catelyn, you know, and it's and it's kind of like and Sansa and so it's kind of like split that way. So I always pictured like Arya was described as like horse faced mm-hmm. almost like like a longer thinner kind of face um and that's kind of like what i pictured Jon snow as was just like this gaunt like taller yeah, a little gangly like, teenager yeah and um and then they got like this kind of like stockier guy yeah short like he's um, like five five something yeah so i mean like obviously i think he did a pretty good job as Jon snow um i think the writing of the show probably lent a lot to that yes. it's not like if i saw kit harrington at comic-con i'd be like you were shitty Jon snow yeah. <laughs> He uh he lives with his best friend who apparently he works with who's a writer um who's does like a lot of the writing for him. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's working on the new John Snow show, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, we got two ideas. John or Snow. Or Snow. <laughs> we should call the show. They should have called it John. Should have called it John. Just yeah. J-O-N. <laughs> okay, so House of I have something really important to bring up here. All right, so I was just like cruising around learning about planets, exoplanets to be um, specific. If you don't know, an exoplanet is a planet that's orbit exists outside of like our immediate like solar system. You know, it's like way out there. And there was this planet, one of the first exoplanets to actually get an official name was named Dagon. And I was like, that's really cool. I didn't learn how. Like, if it was based off of the H.P. Lovecraft story, but I assumed that it was. And then I was like, cool, like, how did that get named? And apparently there's a organization out there called IAU that gets people together and, like, you can form a group that can, you have, there's, like, very few, like, things that you have to do. It's the paperwork that you need to fill out to, like, formulate this group that then can present a name of the exoplanet. And each year, a new exoplanet gets named by this group and they also get to name a star that it like orbits around which i kind of felt was weird was just like tagged on like the exoplanet was the cool thing and the star is like eh, it's like way bigger there's but so it's many just stars. Like, yeah i guess so but there are a lot of planets <laughs> out there too it's so far away yeah. now it turns out just to complete the dagon story it turns out that it like wasn't an actual planet they just thought it was it was like two planets that smashed into each other create a lot of dust and it was a yeah, big thing anyway the point of this is i think we should formulate a group and I already an did like planet? half of the paperwork. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and then I was like, I should probably like ask first, make sure that my group wants to do this. But I think like in our Discord, it'd be cool to like we could all just like submit a bunch of names, vote, and these people have like groups of twenty like uh you know junior astronomers and like astronomer like you'd totally be amateur astronomer and then present the uh, the name that we all like vote on and think of a cool one and then like. Our Discord could name an exoplanet. We would go down in history forever. I mean, is there any group even more suited to name a planet? I can't think Not of one. I can think of. Man, we'd come up with the coolest name. <laughs> do the paperwork. Okay. Right? Let's do okay. it. Okay. 
Uh, it's gonna be. I'm gonna delegate that. Okay. To you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. If you're cool with me leading the charge on that, I'm gonna do it because I just yeah. want to. I want to name a planet. Everyone else has a group of twenty. We're gonna have a group of like four hundred and going strong. Like over, there's almost seven hundred. Yeah, I'm right just now. assuming. You know, not everyone will. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> no, like literally everyone in the Discord. All right, guys, will I'm gonna make 100%. a channel in the Discord. Please submit names to me <laughs> for this exoplanet. I'll put a link in there so you can read the article, and we're gonna. Do they have? Are there not to not to rain on your on your exoplanet parade? But are are there just unnamed exoplanets just drifting around? Well, out there we're discovering new ones all the time, and they're pretty rare oh, because yeah, they're right. like okay, outside yeah, the solar totally. system, you know. So I guess that's why it's a big deal. I don't know why, but uh, I think we could win. I feel like we'd be put on like a wait list or something. No, no, Probably. you just put it in there, and then every all the submissions have to be done. I think by like November, not November. Um, yeah, I think it is mid November, and then. It'll get chosen okay. by like the end of the year or something. The winner will, based on like the board, they'll they'll vote. Speaking of space stuff, um, did you see that uh, we were able to successfully uh, smash into an asteroid with what? With like a probe of some sort. Mm, wow! Um, did we hit it on purpose? It, it, yeah, it was like a uh, it was like an asteroid deflection test. Oh. So that if one was like on a collision course, we'd be able to like knock it out of orbit. Oh, so we like sent a little space um, drone to like go. Yeah, and it worked. Nudge it. Like we, I don't know if the I, I haven't kept super up on it. Um, I don't know if it actually did knock it out of orbit, but we hit it, which is wow. ridiculous that we were even able to hit it. Like yeah. the amount of math that would go into that. Oh my god, outrageous! Dude, like orbital math. Go look up an orbital equation. It is no, ridiculous. No, no. Yeah, um, but it's still really amazing that that happened, and it was so like. I don't know. It was just like really cool news, like with all the stuff that's going on in the world and there's still strides being taken, you know, it's like, okay, well, as bad as things get, like, let's at least, you know. Yeah. Keep your eye on the James Webb. It's full of hope. Yeah. I just thought that was so cool. And uh, I did see a a comic, though, and it kind of made it kind of bummed me out a little bit, though, because I saw this this comic that somebody drew up and it was this asteroid kind of just hanging out in the universe in the in the solar system and it like passes by saturn and it's like what's up saturn and saturn's like how's it going man and then it like passes jupiter and he's like what's going on jupiter just passing through and then jupiter's like oh my god look out behind you and then this thing just smacks into the asteroid and then the next panel is the asteroid crying like, why did they do this i wasn't doing anything i wasn't even on a collision was, we literally just wanted to see if we could <laughs> <laughs> oh man anyway oh, uh, let's, uh, let's head right into the fictional fun fact what do you say okay let's do it so the country of sweden has come up with a rather unique tourist attraction it's an audiobook but there's a catch it's geospecific so you can only unlock certain parts of it as you travel to specific locations within sweden the story by the name of kiln written by i'm gonna butcher this john ajvid lingvist is often referred to as the Stephen King of Sweden, and it's said to be a chilling short story, mixing Nordic noir, social realism, and supernatural horror that is steeped in Swedish folklore. It's written exclusively for this attraction, takes place in deep Swedish forests, which is also where you have to be physically in order to hear it. How has that not been done already? Creepy as hell, right? Like yeah, super <laughs> every creepy. serial killer yeah. so is like, so where? What deep woods? Are we? <laughs> <laughs> like, dressing up as the things, you know, because it's all like <laughs> the mythology and folklore, you know. <laughs> They're coming right He's to like, me. I'll show like, you a chilling tale. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, um, they should do that with uh, with maybe not horror. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> like test it out. Send him way into the middle of the deep woods. <laughs> yeah, uh the the Scandinavian woods uh especially are are freaky. Did did you watch the ritual yet? No. Oh, you should watch that. That's the super No, I see I just don't watch scary movies unless I watch them with someone else and Oh, it is Spooktober though. Yeah. So yeah. we can watch it together. We could like stream it. We okay. could watch it at the same time. I definitely have a couple um weekends this year that I'm going to be watching some horror movies with some friends, Dylan and Alicia. Wonder... We usually do a Spooktober and my roommate Sam. There's got to be a way that you and I can stream ourselves watching a movie while other people can watch too, right? There is. There's got to be a way. Yeah, I have okay. a thing like on how to do it. it and everything. Okay. Oh, no, there's a free that service up. that we can do it. Oh, perfect. Yeah. With other people watching too? Like, can you and me stream while there's like a chat going? Oh, or something, sure. Or? Yeah, yeah. We could totally okay. do that. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be really interesting. Uh, I downloaded this article once and I saved it. It was like seven ways that you can down watch movies, like not with your friends, but with your friends, like at the same time, you know? And audiobooks. They're the coolest thing ever. I love audiobooks so much. So I mean, I, I love a, I love a print book. Don't get me wrong. I love sitting on my front porch. Nothing will ever replace it. Playing Breath of the Wild and listening to a Star Wars audiobook. I mean, I'm not going to get that experience on my front porch. No. Nope. It's, not, it's nope. not the same thing. It's just a whole different flavor, you know? And they're, they're very good flavors. Like, one of them is sweet, and the other one is savory. And mm-hmm. I like them both. Yeah, I like them both. Though I will say I've stopped listening to books because i did not like the audio book reader yeah um the narrator especially for and i think um people might disagree with me on this one but um there's like two narrators that are pretty popular that i don't really like very much and one of them is nick padel who does the name of the wind and um, wise man's fear audiobooks hmm, i've never listened like to those it's, it's, it's just not my vibe i don't i don't like it that much um i don't like the way that he says like I am a Dima Rue to my bones. <laughs> like, he... <laughs> he says it like a dork, you know? It's like, it just sounds so much cooler than the way he's saying it. Like I need to like and... spit after. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, the guy that reads um, the Farseer trilogy and the Night Angel trilogy, I tried, that was my first attempt at reading the Night Angel trilogy was uh, audiobook, and I didn't like the narrator. Oh. Um, it sounds like a, I, I'm sure he's British. Like, I'm sure he actually is British, but he sounds like an American guy doing a British accent. Uh, which, they're I mean, a great series, though. You got you to gotta read them. I know. I got to read Night Angel. That's going to yeah, happen at some point, of course. But uh, yeah, like we, we should watch The Ritual. That's, that's an Adam Neville like horror novel that was adapted into a movie. And we can make oh. a Discord event out of it. Well, we can be like ever have everyone watch it with us. You know, we can make like a yeah. quick little like thread for it, and we can do events in our Discord. So yeah, let's try to figure that out. Okay, be, let's do that. Fun. I'm yeah, I'm trying a lot to like try. I'm I'm trying every day to just think of ways we can involve everybody else into what we're doing. Um, yeah, uh, especially on the Patreon. Like I've I've been trying to post more often, and I I just posted a twenty minute long like uh like tour of my entire office and bookshelves. Yeah, and stuff I saw that. I was like, go you. Yeah, and. My, my weekly check-in episode and stuff and then involving people in the discord and, and things like that um you you all are propping up this community so much more than chad and i are yeah, I you mean, are the community you, yeah you are the community like chad and i are just the people talking with the loudest voices but <laughs> i mean but seriously um if anybody has any suggestions on ways that chad and i can help you feel more involved and, and like you're contributing more to the community and anything like we definitely have a send channel us an for email. that in the we Discord have a whole even, channel yeah. for suggestions and questions and things like that um it's really important to us that you feel like you're having fun here and you yeah. feel like you're being listened to we and, want to involve you know, the people in the creative keeps, process 
Right. And the community keeps growing too. And uh, sometimes it gets a little overwhelming because yes. like I'll wake up with like 15 or 20 like suggestions. Yeah. On something. It's like, oh my God, like, geez. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I but I will to say like to. when a new person comes in there, there's, you know, it's like, I'm, I will forget sometimes, but every time I go in there, a new person has joined this server. There's like 10 to 12 people who have been like, Hey, welcome to the server. Like everyone's so welcoming and just like, thank you very, very much for being a part guys. It's, it wouldn't be, what it is without you so thank you thank you yep we'll uh, we'll try to figure all that out and uh, in the meantime everybody thank you so much for listening to the monday morning minute thank you for having us as part of your morning we loved having you as part of ours and uh you know uh don't work too hard today definitely not and of course happy reading bye everybody